be obedient to the Lord. I know he knows where we're at tonight, all that we're going through. And I was praying, seeking the Lord, and he put this on my heart, showed me a few things I hadn't really seen before, and um, not quite like this anyway. And so as I was praying, I was thinking about different things and, and looking around at what's going on in the world today. Somebody say amen. Over the past few years, uh, it's been, uh, you know, things have changed a lot. Somebody say amen in, in the world and in the churches. And, and I begin to think about that and I begin to look back, amen, over the last few years, amen, not too far back. You don't, you don't have to look real far. Amen, and how many, and I'm not just necessarily talking about people from here. I'm talking about, man, I know people all over uh, the United States. I know pastors. I know, I know people in all kinds of different churches. Amen, that's, boy, they, 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 they throwed in the flag. Amen, they throwed in the towel. They've called it quits on God. I know a lot of them like that. Somebody say amen. Y'all do too. Y'all know something like that. Amen, just throw it in the time. I've heard every excuse in the book, amen. I've heard, boy, it's just the times is different. The times is just different. Things have changed. It's just too much, it's too hard. I'm just real busy now. You know, it just takes a lot out of them. I mean, you work all the time, then you're tired. Now, I've heard every excuse. I've heard them making excuse how rough life is. How bad the family life is. They try to, I mean, but they'll, they'll lay out of church try to fix the family life. I, what I found out in my life, amen, and, and what I see most, amen, is, is as soon as trouble comes to a family that's in church, a lot of times they get out of church. And as soon as trouble comes to a family that's in the world, they'll run to the church, uh, amen, which they should. Somebody say amen. But boy, I'm telling you right now, I don't understand that crap. When trouble comes, think they can just back off the church and everything's going to work out because most time it don't. Amen. And I begin to look at that and hear a lot. I begin to think about a lot of excuses. Amen. I'm going to be in the book of Ezekiel tonight. Amen. Ezekiel. And the thing you got to know about Ezekiel is he's the man of God. Amen. For probably... If not the darkest times, one of the darkest times for Judah. Is everybody all right? The tribe of Judah. Somebody say amen. I mean, when we come, when we come to Ezekiel here in chapter number one, amen, I'm sure it's just a picnic for him. Is everybody all right? Amen. I mean, buddy, we're fixing to find out some things about Ezekiel. Amen, and I, I know we can look at our life and we can make every excuse and people do. Amen, make excuses why they, don't, why they can't serve. Is everybody all right? Why they need to quit. Why they need to back off and do a little, a little less. And here's Ezekiel. I, I mean, he's not, I mean, boy, you know, it, it just, I mean, the, the cost, Brother Trace, I, I counted the cost and it cost me too much uh, to serve God. Ezekiel chapter 1, verse number 1. Amen. Remember, this is a dark time for Judah. This is a real dark time for Ezekiel. Amen. Listen to this. Now it came to pass in the 30th year, in the fourth month, in the fifth day of the month. Well, you can really take a message with that. That 30, that's life. Amen. That's the blood of Christ and, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the gift of life. Amen. And then you go down to, to a 4, that's humanity. Is everybody all right? For the life of all flesh is in the blood. And then you got grace for number five. Well, you can just get right there on a salvation message all day long. If I was a real good preacher, I would. Amen. But I'm looking at Ezekiel here. God puts everything in the Bible in a perfect way, the way he wants it. Amen. All of it's perfect. This word of God is perfect. So he said, in the 30th year, in the fourth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives. Everybody all right? Them captives. Let me, let me explain to you what's done happen. Amen. The, the Babylonian army, amen, the Chaldeans. You know who they are? We're going to find out in a minute. They are the worst of the worst. Amen. amen. The Babylonians were bad. 
Amen. But the Chaldeans, they lived up in Chaldea, which is a corner up there. It's still in the same Babylonian land. Amen. They're there under the authority of Nebuchadnezzar, the Babylonian king. Amen. And they're the ones, amen, they send out when they really want to punish somebody. Are you hearing me? That's that rod God used to chastise them with. Is everybody all right? Amen. And here he is, here's Ezekiel, down there with the captives, done been taken out of his land, done lost his home, done lost his friends, done lost everything he had, and he's sitting down there by the river Chebar, and that just means a long time. Is everybody all right? And we whine and we complain because everything ain't running smooth. And here's Ezekiel. I mean, he's lost it all, Brother Paul. I mean, I mean, he's, and everybody there that's around him has, and I'm sure they're, they're uplifted. Is everybody all right? I'm sure they're not nagging and complaining and murmuring and all bitter about their situation as well. Is everybody all right? I mean, this, but if anybody had a reason, just throw their hands up quick. You would have thought it had been them. And you would have thought it had been Ezekiel. Is everybody all right? The name of Ezekiel means God will strengthen. Amen. God will give you strength in your worst time. God will strengthen you if you'll stay with God in your darkest hour. Somebody say amen right there. Ezekiel, and if you look for the name of Ezekiel in your Bible, you find it two times. Amen? Ezekiel is in chapter 1, verse 3, and in chapter 24, verse 24. Those are the only two times Ezekiel is ever mentioned by name. Amen? So he's not going to get a whole lot of recognition of all of his suffering. All of, his, all of his turmoil, everything he's lost, everything he's had to, he's had to just basically go away from. Amen. He, he didn't do it uh, 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 willingly. They came in there, amen, with the Chaldeans, this big group of people. Amen. They were mean and nasty and scary. They terrorized them. They killed a lot of them. And they said, you are coming with us. And they had no say-so in it. That's what it says here. Listen, he's with the captives. Among the, he said, as I, verse 1, as I was among the captives by the river Chibar, that the heavens were opened and I saw visions. Could you imagine that? In the darkest time of his life, around everybody, hey men, that probably complaining, probably, probably, probably has a bunch of them around there blaming God. Is everybody all right? It's amazing how we'll rebel against God and then when the chastising hand of God comes on us, we want to rebel and we want to complain and we want to blame God. Is everybody all right? Is everybody okay? We get out of the will of God and God tries to get us back in the will of God and then we get mad at God. Somebody say amen. We don't have that right. I'm sorry, amen. I don't, I don't like that. Amen. When somebody stands up, say, I'm just mad at God. Oh, God bless your heart. You be careful, amen. I, I, oh, I just can't believe God did that to me. Amen. I can tell you right now, if you'll trace your steps backwards, you'll find out where you got out of line with God. Somebody say amen. My God's a loving God, a just God, a forgiving God, a merciful God, amen. He don't just chastise folks for no reason. Amen. I don't like hearing that. I know people say it, and I don't like saying it. Amen, I'm not going to say it. Amen, I don't like hearing it. Amen, God's a holy God. God's a thrice holy God. Amen, he is God. Besides him, there is no other God. Well, everything we can see, everything we can put our hands on, God's the maker of it. Somebody say amen. Amen, somebody say, well, no, he didn't make that bitch. No, but he made the tree, glory to God, that they got the wood from, amen, to make the bitch. Somebody say amen. He made the worm that spun the web that they got all the silk from. Somebody say amen. That's what my God done. And here they are down there at T-Bar, taken captive, done lost everything they got. Wasn't even in their homeland. I'd be like him coming over here and taking us over to China. Is everybody okay? Putting us on a boat down in the bottom of the boat. Amen. Throwing slop down there, letting us lap it up off the floor. 
Amen. Taking us over in China somewhere, taking our Bibles away from us, telling us we can't worship God. Amen. That's that communist country. Are you hearing me? What I'm telling you? Amen. The child did. They didn't worship God. They didn't worship the God. Amen. That, that Ezekiel worshiped. Is everybody all right? But boy, the heavens were opened up to him in his darkest time. And not only that, listen to this verse 2. In the fifth day of the month, which was the fifth year of King Jehoiachin's captivity, same thing's going on. Jeremiah's over there, and he's warning them in Jerusalem that they're going to be taken captive. Is everybody all right? So, verse 3, the word of the Lord came expressly, expressly unto Ezekiel. There it is. First time you'll find his name. Got a whole book, amen, with his name on it, of his memoirs, amen, and, and the words that God spoke to his heart. Is everybody all right? I don't think he's looking for a whole lot of glory. Amen. The word of the Lord came expressly unto Ezekiel, the priest, the son of Buzzy, in the land of the Chaldeans, some of the worst people. Even his captives were probably mocking him. That's one thing. I mean, everybody around you mocking you. I mean, we don't even, you don't even realize all that Ezekiel had to go through. I mean, buddy, when God wanted to start using him, had to lay on his side, amen, for over a year, then turn over and lay on the other side for like 40-something days. I mean, buddy, could you imagine them people mocking him and him standing up and preaching the word of God to his people and telling them God's chastising you because of your rebellion? But you just hold on because God's going to revisit us and he's going to take care of the child then. Could you imagine what he had to go through when they heard that? Is everybody all right? So here's Ezekiel. He's in the land of the Chaldeans. I mean, some of the worst people you could imagine. Amen, no doubt they was mistreating him. No doubt all of, all of those around him, amen, they were mistreating him, and we're going to find out. Amen, we're going to skip a lot of verses here and there, but let's read on. Verse 3 said, Expressly unto Ezekiel, the priest, the son of Buzzy, in the land of the Chaldeans, by the river Chabar, and the hand of the Lord was upon him. And I don't read where he's making no excuses here. Tell it complaining to God about how rough he's got it. How bad things are. What's keeping the hand of God off of your life, sir? Ma'am? Oh, it's just bad, but you don't understand. Oh, I understand, all right. I understand. I want to know what, what it is in your life, amen, that's so rotten and bad that it's keeping you from getting in the will of God and the hand of God being on you. Is everybody all right? Amen. Here's Ezekiel. I mean, he's facing some of the hardest times you can imagine over there. I mean, he's taken captive. Captive. Amen. Carried away, exiled. He's carried away out of his homeland. He's lost everything. And yet he's living a life, and we're going to find out, amen, in a minute, amen, that he's living such a life that the hand of God is on him. Is everybody all right? Oh, we can, let me read on. I don't want to get ahead of myself. So let's go to verse number seven. He saw the visions. He begins to explain the visions and, and to write them down. And we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on a lot of this. Amen. But there's some things in there that just jumped out at me. Amen. If we're going to have the hand of God on us in the day and hour in which we live, and we're living in a pretty dark time. Somebody say amen. I, can, I, can, I, I didn't live back, amen, in, through World War I and World War II here in America. I don't know what it's like to have rations. Not yet. I mean, buddy, but, but I'm telling you, in my 57 years, 56 years, however in the world old I am, I ain't figured it out yet. Amen. I have not seen it as dark as it is today. You take that for what it's worth. In my life, I can only imagine what them through World War II went through. Is everybody all right? I can only imagine what some of them have seen. Amen. So I don't know all that heartache. Amen. But I'm telling you, I live. Amen. I, when I was growing up, Brother Darrell, in a time of plenty. I lived in a time, amen, when it was falling off the vine. Is everybody all right? 
Amen. Had a chicken in a pot and one in the freezer. Buddy, I lived in a time of plenty and y'all have to. <laughs> We've seen the best times. Amen. Got plenty in the bank. Got, got a way to ride. Amen right there. Got a roof over our head. Somebody say amen. Got clothes on our back. Amen. I don't know of any of us. Amen. I'm telling you right now. Amen. Ain't, ain't nobody in here probably. I mean, maybe you do. I don't know. But most of us in here, if we need something, we just go buy. Don't really have to wait on it. May have to wait till Friday. You get paid, but boy, you'll get paid. You'll run and get it right quick. Amen? So we're, we're, we're doing pretty. I mean, I've lived in a time of plenty. And I'm beginning to see things drying up. I'm beginning to see a lot of wickedness in the world that, that I've never ex- seen. Is everybody all right? Amen. So it's getting bad. It's getting dark. This is a dark time for me. And for y'all, I understand that. But even in dark times, amen, what is it keeping the hand of God off of your life? So as I begin to look at this, I, but let's, let's read this in verse number seven. He's talking about what he saw. He said, and their feet were straight feet. Amen. In verse number nine, their wings were joined one to another. They turned not when they went. They went everyone straight forward. Their feet were straight feet. Child of God, if you're going to have the hand of God on your life and on your family, amen, in these dark days, you're going to have to walk straight. You're going to have to stay straight. Amen. There's like, a lot of people are walking with crooked feet. Amen. They're stumbling off over here. They're erring off over here. They're going this away and that away. Some of them are turning and going back. Amen. You're going to need to walk a straight path. Somebody say amen. You're going to have to find the will of God for your life. You're going to have to get in it. And you're going to have to walk straight. Glory to God. He'll make straight paths for your feet. Hallelujah. You're going to need some straight feet to keep you, amen, in the will of God. Quit going to places you don't belong. You're a child of God. Amen. We got people running off, amen, to places they shouldn't be going. Amen. Then they want to know why in the world, amen, they they get discouraged. And they're defeated. And they're down. They're just not, you know, I don't understand. Tell you why you don't understand. Got crooked feet. Everybody okay? God ain't ain't putting crooked paths in our life. That's the devil. Said they had straight feet and they went straight forward. Some of y'all need to move forward with God. You've been sitting too long. (laughs) Is everybody all right? Amen goes right there. Ezekiel, Ezekiel, even though he's down there by the river Chamar, he didn't stay there. Come on now. Sometimes you've got to move forward. We sit down and let everybody else do it. I just sit down and let, all the, let Brother Tracy do all the preaching. Let Brother Tracy do all the study. Let Brother Tracy do all the praying. Is everybody all right? What are you going to do when God takes Brother, Brother Tracy out of here? Somebody say amen. Hallelujah right there. Amen. That's right. You get the, get the Holy Ghost on you, you're liable to preach and slobber at the same time. Is everybody okay? Amen. Don't worry about it. Don't embarrass me. Hallelujah. Amen goes right there. Amen. Some men can't preach up a, a water spit. Is everybody okay? Amen. You get the hand of God on you, you'll preach up, you'll preach up a water spit. Amen. Bro, hey, brother Ezekiel is. Amen. Down there in the land of Tibar with the captives in, in, the, in the land of Chaldea. Amen. With the Chaldeans all around him. And he said, hey, you got to have some straight feet. You got to walk straight paths. You got to move forward with God. Don't just lay here and revel, amen, in your misery and your self-pity. Get up, move forward. Is everybody all right? Things didn't turn out like I wanted them to. I heard that I don't know how many times. Is everybody okay? Come on now, talk to me. So, verse number 11 not only do we got to have some straight feet, not only do we need to move forward with God, amen, but listen to this. Thus were their faces and their wings were stretched upward. Somebody say amen. 
and their wings were stretched upward. Somebody say amen. What you got to do? You got to praise the Lord. Amen. You got to worship God. Somebody say amen. Amen. Don't let nothing get between you and praising God. Give God glory. Lift up holy hands. Glory to God. Don't be ashamed to lift your hands to the Lord. Amen. Don't be ashamed to praise Him. Don't be ashamed to worship of the God of heaven, of the creator of the world. Lift up holy hands unto the Lord. Amen. Boy, that's how you're going to get the hand of God on your life. Everybody all right? That's how you will worship, amen, and praise him. Hallelujah, and see visions from him in some of the darkest days that you'll ever live. Is everybody all right? Or you could be like that crowd probably sitting around. We'll get in that minute, around, around Ezekiel. Whining. Whining. It's just tough. I just ain't, I just don't get nothing. No, why are you pumping your, your ears full of the world? Is everybody all right? We spend no time alone with God. Amen? We don't pray like we should, and we wonder why God's not speaking. Is everybody all right? Now, let me read on. I got to hurry. Listen. Verse 12. And they went... Everyone straight forward, whether, listen to this, whether the spirit was to go, they went, and they turned not when they went. You're going to have to follow the spirit of the Lord. You're going to have to let God lead you. You're going to have to let the Holy Ghost lead your life. Somebody say amen. This is good preaching. I don't know about the listening part, but the preaching's right. Somebody say amen. I'm trying to help you tonight. Amen. If you're going to have the touch of God on your life, the hand of God on you, sir, ma'am, mama, daddy, raising them kids, amen, you're going to have to follow God. You're going to have to follow the Spirit of the Lord. You're going to have to walk with God. You're going to have to follow Him wheresoever the Spirit went. That's where they went. They didn't turn, amen, and go off over here because it was too hard following God. They just kept in step with God. And wherever God led them, the Bible said that's where they went. And this man had the hand of God on him. And he saw visions in the darkest time of his life after he lost everything. Is everybody okay? He wasn't whining and he wasn't complaining. But he had a touch of God on him. Amen. Skip a lot. Go down to verse 24. And when they went, I heard the noise. Can you hear the noise? Can you hear the noise? I heard the noise of their wings, like the noise of great waters. Listen. As the voice of the Almighty. Wow. God's beginning to speak to him. You're going to have to listen, sir, ma'am, young person, old person. He said, as the voice of the Almighty, the voice of speech. Is everybody all right? If we're going to have the touch of God on our life, not only, not only are we going to have to have straight feet and walk straight, amen, and not only are we going to have to move forward from where we're at with the Lord, somebody say amen. And not only are we going to have to lift up holy hands and worship him and praise him because he's worthy. And it doesn't matter what our situation is. It doesn't matter what our circumstance is. It doesn't matter how he answered the prayer or if he didn't answer the prayer. He's still God. He deserves our worship. He's entitled to it whether we, want, whether we feel like it or not. And not only that, we're going to have to follow the Spirit. We're going to have to walk straight. But we're also going to have to listen for his voice. And hear him when he speaks. Somebody say amen. God is still speaking. The problem is we've packed our ears full of cotton where we can't hear it. And that cotton being the things of the world. We've shut his voice out of our life. 
When he does speak, it's something we don't want to do. We make excuses. That's what the rest of them were doing down there in the land of captivity where the devil had them. Somebody say, that's the first thing the devil is going to try to do is try to get you to quit listening to God. Amen. Going to try to quit you, get you to quit listening to God, get you to quit worshiping God, get you to quit following God. Somebody say amen. Get you to quit walking straight and start putting on some crooked feet and going crooked. Somebody say amen. That's what the devil will do. And so listen to this in verse number uh, 28. <coughs> now he's going to tell us about the glory of God. Listen to this. As the appearance of the boat that was in the cloud, boy, <laughs> in the day of rain when God made a covenant with us. Is everybody all right? Is everybody okay? God will still make a covenant with you in your life. He'll make some promises to you. And my God will keep them. Problem, problem ain't God keeping his promise with us. It's us keeping our promises to God. Is everybody okay? We've promised God we'll do this. We've promised God we'll do that. we promised God we'll act this way or do this thing. Amen. And God said, okay, and I'll do this and do this. And when God starts fulfilling his promise, amen, we back up on God. It's like the bow in the sky. It's the covenant God made with man. He said, I'll not destroy the earth again with water. Somebody say amen. And he's not going to. Next time it's going to be fire. Going to be fire. Going to be fire. Fire's coming down from heaven. It's going to burn this earth. The Bible says with fervent heat, it will melt. Amen. Hallelujah. You better be prepared. Because Ezekiel said, it's like the bow in the sky, in the cloud, in the day of rain, so was the appearance of the brightness round about. Thus was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. Let me tell you something. You can get in his glory even in the darkest days of our life. We can get in his glory. We can see his glory. We can witness the glory of God. When everybody else is running around, amen, trying to pick up the pieces and make ends meet, God will just overlap the ends in our lives. Everybody all right? Amen. God will, God will, God will do more. Than, he'll pick up all the pieces and put them back together again. Somebody say amen. He don't just pick up the pieces. He puts them back together. So everybody's running around trying to pick up the pieces. Amen. And then they're standing there with a bunch of pieces. Amen. But my God, he don't just pick them up, big John. He puts them together and makes something out of them. Hallelujah. Amen right there. That's right. He makes something worthy out of them pieces. He makes something uh, 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 valuable out of those pieces that were broken and useless and worthless. My God makes something good out of them. He puts them back together. Hallelujah. Now we got off on that. So this was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And when I saw it, I fell upon my face and listened. And I heard a voice, one that spake. You want to hear God? I'll tell you what you're going to have to do. And I'm getting this just as quick as y'all are tonight. You're going to have to humble yourself. He said, I fell on my face. I've never, I've never in, my, in all my life, amen, and I know, seen such a time when people are so proud. Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And he will lift you up. He will exalt you. He will raise you up. Ezekiel done that. He fell on his face. He knew he was not worthy to be in the glory of God. Somebody say amen. And he fell on his face and he heard the voice. Right? Go to chapter 2. I'm trying to hurry. Oh, I got, I got plenty of time. <laughs> Verse 1, and he said unto me, darkest times they've ever been in, lost everything. In the presence of his enemies, in the presence of those that had the power, Brother Billy, they had the authority to kill Ezekiel if they felt like it, and he got out of line, the child eat. So it wasn't just those that, that he went to church with. But it was all of them. 
It was the world that they lived in. And he said unto me, verse 1, chapter 2, Son of man, stand upon thy feet. Child of God. When that voice speaks, Troy, there'll be some things you're going to have to take a stand on. You're going to have to stand for a few things. Is everybody all right? And in doing that, Tyler Busby, you're going to have to stand against some things. And that's going to make you very unpopular. Is everybody okay? That's going to make you real unpopular in the day in which we live when everybody wants to accept everything. There'll be some things you'll have to stand in. You're going to have to make up your mind. You're going to follow God and walk in the Spirit of God, have the hand of God on you, or are you going to let everybody else dictate you and the hand of God be removed? Hello? He said, stand upon thy feet and listen, and I will speak (laughs) unto thee. God said, hey, boy, make a few stands in your life. I'll tell you what to do. I'll tell you how it's going to come out. Listen to this, verse 2 now. I've got to move on. And the Spirit, there it is. And the Spirit entered into me when he spake unto me and set me upon my feet that I heard him that spake unto me. Hallelujah right there. And I want you to hear what God had to say. Amen. Now I'm going to read, along, read this pretty quick probably. Maybe. I think. I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> Now I ain't lying, no matter which way I go. (laughs) Ain't got to repent, not for one thing. And he said unto me, Son of man! I want to ask you a question, men. You want to be used by the Lord in the day in which we live? God's looking for a few Ezekiels in this day. Not Not going to be real popular. Ezekiel's name's only in here twice. He's not a Peter or a Paul, or an Isaiah, or Jeremiah, or Daniel. He's just an Ezekiel. Somebody in the darkest time of their history who lost it all. Amen. Stood for God in that dark time and had the hand of God on him and heard the voice of God and stood up for what was right even though it was unpopular. And he said unto me, Son of man, I send thee to the children of Israel. Who's that? All right, he's not going to send us to the children of Israel, but he's going to send us to the folks in America. Everybody all right? Amen, those you work with, your family members. Is everybody okay? Mamas, daddies, he's talking about your family members. Amen. Might, Might be your own mama, your own daddy. Might be your grandpa and your grandma. Might be one of your children. Is everybody okay? Might be one of your grandchildren. Is everybody all right? Might be your boss. Amen. You might have to make a stand on your job. Hey, hey, hey. Is everybody okay? Hey, some of you kids might have to make a stand out at the schoolhouse. Hey, is everybody all right? Hey, man, right there. Might have to make a stand up at the grocery store or down at the gas station one day. Hey, is everybody okay? Might have to make a stand at a restaurant. Hey, is everybody all right? Might have to make a stand out at the house of God. Hey, is everybody okay? That's right. He said, listen to me. Listen to what he said. Well, I want the hand of God on me in the day in which we live. I want to walk in the spirit of the Lord. I want to hear the voice of God. Oh, God directed my steps. Amen right there. I want to be pleasing unto the Lord. This is what he said. I got to move on. He said, I send you to, unto the, to the children of Israel to a rebellious nation. Are we living in a rebellious nation? Are we? Are we? I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm asking a question. Do you really? Do you believe that America is a, is a rebellious nation? I do. I'm telling you, I do. Amen. I see what's going on. Do I believe there are some people seeking after God? I, I certainly do. That's the only thing that's really kept God. God's chastising hands coming down. That's the only thing that's kept it like that. Still like that. Like that. But if God ain't slammed it down yet. Everybody all right? He's trying to give us a space of repentance. We're living in a rebellious nation. A rebellious nation. Eat up with sin. 
We've allowed everything. We've allowed every religion to come in this country that was founded one nation under God, Jehovah God, the Lord Jesus Christ, set up on the King James Bible. We've allowed every other nation, every other uh, religion to come in here and set up false temples and false gods. Is everybody all right? They say, hey, you can't say nothing to them. But you Christian folks, y'all need to calm down. You Baptist preachers, y'all don't need to preach like that. That's hate speech. This is the world which we're living in now. So he said, I send you to a rebellious nation. Listen to this. That hath rebelled against me. There's the problem. They didn't rebel against the governor. They didn't rebel against the king. They didn't rebel against the princesses or the government. They rebelled against God. Amen. They knew, they knew what God wanted out of their life and they rebelled. Listen to this. They have rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me even unto this very day. Here they are in prison captives, lost everything they got, and they still rebelling against God. Huh? How many do we know? Somewhere along the line, walked away from God, thought they was going to be living high on the hog. God chopped their feet out from under them. They've lost about everything, and they still rebels. Y'all know anybody like that? Ezekiel obviously knew something like that. Sitting around them. That's probably, they, they, they didn't want to hear nothing he had to say. Y'all got any like that? Don't want to hear nothing he had to say. Come on now. Even though what he was doing, he had the touch of God on him, had the hand of God, following the Spirit of God, listening to the voice of God, walking with God. Amen. Telling them what God said, and they didn't want to hear it. For they, verse 4, are impudent children and stiff-hearted. Mm. I do send thee unto them, and thou shalt say unto them, don't go tell them what you think. Don't go tell them what you figured out. He said, thou shalt go and say unto them, thus saith the Lord God. Amen. Ezekiel was going telling them what God had told him. What do you got to tell them? What's this say? What's this say? This is the word of God. Is everybody okay? Tell them what this says. But they don't want to hear it. Yeah, you're right. They don't want to hear it, but they need to hear it. Because God said, to, God said so. He said, thus saith the Lord God. And they, verse number five, listen to this, what God tells them. And they, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear, for they are a rebellious house. Yet shall know that there hath been a prophet among them. They're going to know man of God done been down there. They're going to know somebody done got in touch with God, amen, and done come down there with a word from the Lord, with a word from the Lord. Is everybody okay? Done come down there with something from God, done got, done got in touch with God, done heard the voice of God, and God sent them a message. Hey, but they're going to know now whether they hear it or whether they disregard it. Amen. It's okay because they're rebellious anyway. That's what God said to Ezekiel. Now let me read on. I'm almost finished. And thou, son of man, be not afraid of them, neither be afraid of their words, though briars and thorns be with thee. Wow. It's uncomfortable sometimes. Jonathan's standing up for the Royce right. Briars and thorns. That's pretty uncomfortable. That'd be, that'd, be, that'd be pretty painful, hurtful. Sometimes, amen, but he said, though you're with briars and thorns, don't be afraid of them. And he didn't stop there. Briars and thorns be with thee, and thou dost dwell among scorpions. Wow. And we complain in the day in which we live of how hard we got it to serve God, to just sell out to God. 
to just say, you know what? I, Lord, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going I'm to have your hand upon me and my life and my family, and we're going to stick with you. And I know, amen, it's going to be hard. There's going to be some briars and thorns i got to go through. I'm probably going to get stung a few times by some scorpions in my own family. Is everybody okay? I may even get stung a few times by some scorpions I worship you with, Lord. Y'all quiet. I'll dwell among scorpions. He said, be not afraid of their words, nor be dismayed at their looks, though they be a rebellious house. And thou shalt speak my words unto them, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear, for they are most rebellious. Wow. If anybody, Brother Larry, could have just said, you know what, Lord, this is just too hard. It certainly wouldn't be one of us, but Ezekiel. Probably, I'd have, I would have some sympathy on him when I realized what he's faced with as probably one of the only ones there that's standing for the Lord in the dark time. And God says, well, they're rebellious. But God didn't leave it there. He spoke again. And he's trying to speak to Calvary Baptist Church, to every one of us tonight, every one of us, me included, every one of us. He said, yes, they're rebellious. No, some of them's not going to hear you. Yes, you're going to be stuck. You're going to be pricked, and you're going to be bitten and stung, and it's going to hurt, amen, and you're not going to like it all the time, amen, but if you're going to have my hand on you, you're going to have to make some stands in your life. You're going to have to follow me and obey me and listen to me and say what I say and live like I say live and listen to this. He said, and whether they will hear he said, you just speak my words? He said, for they are most rebellious. In verse 8, but thou, son of man, hear what I say unto thee. I've been telling you what to go tell them. Now God said, I've got a few words for you. I've got something very specific for you. But thou, son of man, hear what I say unto thee. Be not thou rebellious like that rebellious house. Wow. God said, you ain't got no excuse. He said, I know they're rebellious, but don't act like them. Don't act like them. Don't let them change you, amen. You make a stand. You take a stand. Don't be like them. Amen. You know they're living wrong. You know they're acting wrong. You know they're doing wrong. You know they ain't right. You know they ain't worshiping right. You know they got the wrong Bible. You know all these things. He said, don't be like them. He said, yeah, they're rebellious, but don't you be rebellious. Don't you be like them. Don't you act like them. But thou, son of man, hear what I say unto thee. Be not thou rebellious like that rebellious house. What did he say to do? Open thy mouth and eat that I give thee. Wow. God's fixing to give him something to eat. Amen. And when I looked, verse 9, behold, and hand was set, sent unto me, and lo, a roll of a book was therein. Here it is. The roll. And he spread it before me. And it was written within and without. And listen at what was in it. And there was written therein lamentation. Wow. Agony. Wailing. Amen. As, as like a song at a, at a funeral service. Weeping and wailing. Lamentations. And mourning. He said, this is what's in the role that God has set before you. Lamentations and mourning and woe. Warn them. Sometimes it'll be heartbreaking in this dark time, Ezekiel. It said in verse chapter 3, and I'm, I'm, I'm hurrying, I just got a couple more verses I don't need to read. Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, eat that thou findest. Eat this robe. 
and go speak unto the house of Israel. Go speak unto the people. And he had a decision to make. We've got decisions to make, Davin. Preachers, deacons, Sunday school teachers, lay members, mamas, daddies. We've all got decisions to make. We're going to eat it. We're going to eat the roll. We're going to tell them what it says. We're going to stand on it. Verse 2, so I opened my mouth and he caused me to eat the roll. And he said unto me, son of man, cause thy belly to eat and fill thy bowels with this roll that I give thee. Then did I eat it. Now listen, don't listen to the devil. You Listen to what Ezekiel said. Then did I eat it and it was in my mouth as honey for sweetness. Boy, when you surrender to the Lord, his word will become so sweet. It'll be in your mouth, amen, as sweetness. And then, and I'm just going to hit these high spots. God said, you're going to be the watchman for the people, Ezekiel. You're going to be the watchman. And listen to what Ezekiel done. Because I don't, I don't want you to just think everything was hunky-dory. Boy, I'm, I'm sure he was just, I mean, everything was just fine in his life. He didn't have no problems. He could, you know, that's why he was serving the Lord. So God told him, said, lay on your side. I done told y'all that. You know what else he told him? <laughs> he said, I want you to go make some bread. He said, this is what I want you to put in it. He said, when you get done, there in front of the people, before, here's what I want you to do. I want you to mix some human dung in it. If you don't know what that is, ask your mama or daddy later. They'll explain it to you. I want you to put some human dung in it and I want you to eat it. And Ezekiel said, wait a minute, Lord. He said, I'm going to do everything you said. He said, but I've kept myself clean and pure. I've not put anything unclean in my mouth. That's why God could use Ezekiel in the darkest hour is because Ezekiel kept himself clean and pure. And so God said, okay, Ezekiel, I hear you. He said, so here's what I want you to do. He didn't say leave the dung out. He said, but replace it with cow's dung. He said, you won't have to eat the human dung. Is everybody all right? It's sitting there, read it. Tell you nothing ain't in the Bible. And so he did. His wife died. And you know what he done when his wife died? He didn't quit. He didn't complain. It was just so hard. The Bible said, and in the morning, I done as I was commanded. He got back up, stayed in the fight. Is everybody okay? Yeah. Kept going for the Lord. Amen. Held his position, held his post. I mean, buddy, the, the best friend he ever had. But if they was the one standing by him when he was over there laying on his side, it, I'm sure it was that little lady come by saying, Ezekiel, there anything you need. I know you're trying to follow God, Ezekiel, but everybody's laughing at you. Is there anything I can do for you? He said, no, honey, just keep praying. I just keep praying. I've been laying on my side now for over 200 days, and it sure is hurting. But I got to do what God said. Every day is four years for 300-something years. And then I got to lay on the other side for 40 days, for 40 years. He says, I want you to just keep praying. Amen. And then when he was out there mixing up that bread, amen, she cut. Ezekiel, Ezekiel, don't eat that bread. Oh, Ezekiel, don't. Oh, what is anything I do? He said, honey, just pray. Just pray that God will do something and help me swallow it. Somebody say amen. Everybody all right? And then she died. And then she died. She died. And you know what he done? He mourned over her. But in the morning, he done as he was commanded. Talking about having the hand of God, the touch of God on your life. Hearing the voice of God. Having God direct your steps in these dark days. Seeing visions from the Lord. get all them around us that's depressed 
and defeated. Amen. That's the way the captives were. They were depressed. They were defeated. They had been, they had been taken away from everything they ever known and ever had. And that's the ones that was around them. And yet, in that time, when everybody had lost it all, God had a man. God had an Ezekiel. Are you hearing me? I say God had an Ezekiel that stayed faithful and true and walked straight, walked in the spirit of God, had the anointing of God on his life, wouldn't compromise, wouldn't sell out. Oh yeah, went through the thorns, right? Went through the briars, fought a few scorpions, but he stayed true. I'm sure there were times in his life when he was sad, lonely. Somebody say amen. I'm not, I'm not telling you them times won't come. But we got to make up our mind right now, tonight, is if and when those times do come, all the pressures from everybody, all the captives that the devil's got captive out there. Some of them don't even probably realize they're doing the devil's work, trying to get you depressed, defeated. Is everybody all right? Listening to that wrong voice. Come on now. Got them crooked feet on. Is everybody all right? Can't walk a straight line. Talk to me. tonight I preach to you what God said you got some choices to make you're going to eat the roll you're going to make, take the stand hmm? regardless somebody make your way to the piano Choice is yours. I can only be like an Ezekiel and preach it to people. I can't live it for them. And you can't either. You can tell them, you can preach it to them, but you, and you can live it in front of them, but you can't live it for them. See, this, this salvation, this walking with God in this day, in this hour, it's a personal thing. Amen. It's very personal. We are serving the only true and living God there is. The only one. We're living in a rebellious nation. And God's just looking for somebody to put his hand on. Huh? Said he was there with the captives and the Chaldeans and with his enemies. And the hand of the Lord was upon him. I love you tonight. I mean that. If I didn't, I wouldn't preach this message tonight. So tonight, what you gonna do? You willing? You willing to say, here I am, Lord. I don't even know how to do it, Lord, but if you'll, if you'll speak to me and tell me, I'll do it.